This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. This is the second part of a two-part episode, so make sure you go back and listen to part one first. Ryan, can you share with us what were your like top three most important things that you had to find in your home? First of all, I I want it to be like closest to the work. Yeah. Because I really want my time. My for me, time is gold here in America. Yeah. I don't feel like driving far. I want it to be like close to the house. And mm-hmm. there are times that I take my break, my my break uh-huh. in for example, I have 30 minutes break, I go to the house and eat quick and then go back to work. So that's okay. what very cool. Yeah. What about you, Bang? What what was your what was what was the most important thing to you? You unmute, Bang. Yeah, well, at that time our uh, we were trying to tick boxes like at least the house is uh, from four bedrooms. So when uh, we have friends coming over from the UK, then we have a spare bedroom for them. Uh-huh. Uh, Three-car garage, because we experienced in the UK, we didn't have any garage. So all our stuff are in the in the ceiling of the house. In the so, attic. <laughs> yeah, the attic. So uh, that's it. And we wanted the up and down house and like an open plan of the uh, dining and the, the, uh, the salas. So... Uh, that's what Fabulous. we were thinking at that time. Yeah. And it's so interesting, Felipe. You know, it's, it, I think it's such a great idea to actually write that down. What is the needs analysis is a key factor. Um, and also just to, because everybody's different. If you listen to Ryan and Bong, everybody's different in what they're looking for. Let's talk a little bit about making the offer. Because, you know, this can be a very stressful part of the process, making the offer, um, and it can be very nerve-wracking. I can tell you from my personal experience, when we bought our house the very first time in the U.S., I never get sick. I'm just like one of those people. I never get flu and, you know, word I never get flu or anything like that. I got pneumonia when we put in an offer for our house because I think I was just so stressed out. So, um, Ryan and Bong, can you tell us about just real quick about like the offer process. Uh, Ryan, when you put in an offer for the house, what was that process work? What was that process like? Uh, so when we already, actually, uh, when we already see this house, it was already taken by somebody else. Like it's on the process. So we were so sad, like, because I love this house. The kitchen is big. The house is has five bedroom. And then after a while, um, the realtor said, oh, it was already taken, but it's not yet finalized. Um, you're in the waiting list. And then after two days, they called me, um, Ryan, um, you can have the house because the one that got the offer uh, I th- was denied. So we were so happy. So again, the, the price is the same, but we make sure that the house is good condition, um we didn't anymore ask to lesser the price because we love the house okay yeah so so it it can be very stressful because it's it's kind of like a fluid situation i've heard many realtors say that making the offer is a science and an art 
um, Felipe, um, tell us a little bit about um, what is the, the process for making an offer. And can you also share a little bit about the market conditions right now and what a buyer could expect? Absolutely. Um, so, like I said, in every market is different. So make sure that your realtor uh, keeps you up to date on what's going on with the market. If you're in a seller market like we are in San Diego, which means that people are making multiple offers um, on a property at a, at a given time. It could be anywhere from 10 to 15 to 20 offers on one home. So your chances are one in 20, one in 15. So you want to make sure that your offer stands out, right? So what do I mean by that? First of all, you want to make sure that you have your approval letter. I think we already touched on that several times. Second, if you're putting a down payment, you want to attach what's called proof of funds, a bank statement or something that shows that you have the money for the down payment. And then make sure that your realtor writes a very clean offer that's straightforward, that you're not asking for too many little things. Just keep it, keep it simple to the point and make sure it's a strong offer that you're not trying to lowball the the seller right that you're either at, you're either offering what they're asking or even go above and beyond what they're asking in san diego california for example the average sale is selling for five percent above what sellers are asking so if that's the norm here and you really want that house then i would suggest offering five percent more what than what they're asking or maybe a little more and then we touch into what's called the contingency periods in any given offer there's timelines so how many days you're given to do all your inspections that's called the inspection contingency typically it's 17 days on an offer i like to reduce those to 10. Um, how many days do you have to do your appraisal an appraisal is where a third party comes out and evaluates the property to make sure it's worth what you're offering typically at 17 days i like to reduce down that to 14. Uh, the third thing is the loan contingency, where your lender has 21 days to make sure that your loan has been fully approved um, and, and there's no issues on why it wouldn't go through. And that's typically 21 days. I like to reduce that to 17 days. If you have the means to pay all cash, in this world, cash is king. You wouldn't even need any of these contingencies other than perhaps the inspection contingency, and you can keep that, that down to 10 days. So that's what makes your offer stronger than the rest. Now, another thing that I like to do personally is I like to build rapport with the listing agent or the, the seller's agent, the person that's representing the seller. Uh, a lot of times I already know that person, which helps me out tremendously when it comes to representing my client because they know I'm a good agent and I'll get the deal done, which is the most important thing to most sellers. Uh, but what I mean by building rapport is get on the agent's good side. Ask him exactly what is it that your client is looking for? What can we do to accommodate him? Uh, what can we do to make our offer stand out? So those are things that if you know how to structure it well, your offer will have a lot more chances of getting accepted than your typical agent's offer. Okay. And that really goes back to the point, Felipe, of getting an agent who is experienced um, and who also knows the market 
um, in your particular area because um, I think that that can be a really important thing. So when you are choosing your realtors to ask a lot of questions in that regard. And what, uh, what if you don't have a social security number but you have a relative that can let you borrow money to buy a house? Question is that is can you still be approved from loan company even if you don't have your papers yet but if you have the funds? Hugo, if you maybe want to take that question. Sure. Um, well, there's ways to do this. Uh, so typically, if you have a social security number, okay, and you're not a citizen or not a, per a permanent resident yet, and well, you have, excuse me? No, no, no. I was just saying, I, I think that most nurses that are going to be permanent residents, because that's how they come into the, the country. They will be permanent residents, or they're not going they to will be. They will be a permanent resident, correct then you're already there. You already have your social security number, which is a big part of the, you know, of the information that you need. And then uh, also you have to show two year history. It doesn't necessarily mean to be here in the US. You can have one year here in the US and also have uh, history, you know, that you were working as a nurse in, the, in your country. And also school works too. So if you were going to school, you can also get your transcripts and translate your transcripts uh, certify them, and that can also work as experience and, uh, and part of your two-year history. So that is one of the, you know, that would be for the for the experience and income portion. Then also, and you mentioned about what if a relative has money to be able to lend you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to really call it lend it. Uh, I mean, like if they're lending to you, then that's going to create a, I would say, open a can of worms. But there's something called allowed of gift funds. Okay, gift funds, you can receive gift funds from any relative. Okay, and in this case, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, even FHA, they allowed an unlimited amount uh, towards your down payment, your closing costs. So that's not going to be an issue. You know what I mean? So, okay. mm -hmm. yeah. So thank you for that, Hugo. Peter, um, I think Hugo has given you a lot of information in that regard, but it's probably a good idea, um, you know, to speak to your um, a realtor and your, your loan officer and look at, get information on your specific circumstances. So um, that hopefully can help you with that question. Can we show credit history from other countries? Um, that would be a, a question more for Hugo. Um, I know that, for example, there are and, and this will answer the question from the previous person about can you get a loan if you borrow money from somebody else, even though if you don't have a social security number. Um, there's what's called hard money lending as well, where they don't really look at your credit. They don't really look at um, your immigration status. What they look at is how much equity is the property has. So let's say that you're buying a million dollar house and you're putting half a million down. This hard money lender will lend to you because they know that if you default on that property, they will end up with a million dollar property, right? So they'll gain $500,000. So for them, there's little risk. So it's all about risk to the lender, right? That's what's important. Um, so as far as lending, there's always going to be a way. Um, maybe Google can touch if credit in another country helps you in this country. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think from Ryan and Bong, I think we spoke about this, but I think your experience was that credit in a in another country is not really going to be helpful. Am I correct? Yes, I think it's not helpful because here, Eric, you have to have new um, start of your credit score. Yeah. There, 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to touch base really quick on this. Uh, just to touch really quick on this is that, um, you know, not necessarily they'll take uh, the credit from another country. However, you can also use non-traditional lines of credit. And what you got to show is that you've been making 12 months of consecutive payments on something, on some account. So if you can prove that you've been making those payments, then that could potentially be used as a line of credit. So you need to have at least three trend lines to be able to qualify for a mortgage, uh, showing that you have at least making 12 monthly consecutive payments on those. So thank know. you for that clarification, Hugo. That's helpful. Okay, so let's move on to escrow. And um, escrow and closing. And um, Hugo, if you want to maybe share with us what actually is escrow and take us through the closing process. Uh, yeah, no problem. That's a great question as well. So traditionally what they say, you know, opening escrow is when your offer gets accepted and, uh, you know, they have an escrow officer that, um, that works along also during a transaction. So there's the escrow company that basically will be managing the funds of how they come in and out from the buyer to the seller, from the, uh, lender as well. So that's the escrow company. Now, when they say opening escrow is the escrow company opens a file pretty much based on these transactions they just opened up, okay? So how do these, uh, you know, opening escrow, the process works. So then once the, the offer was accepted, the escrow officer opens the account and then they get involved with the title officer as well. They put what they call the profile title of the property and then they analyze that the property doesn't have any liens and things and you know i'm not going to try to go too much in details in that just because there's a lot of um yeah gibberish behind it um but what would happen is each state has a different escrow process okay and uh basically what felipe touched into you know the different process of you know once you do that you open escrow first thing you want to do is get uh go out there and do an inspection on the home so once you do an inspection on the home, that'll give you an idea of like what potential scenario you're dealing with this home. Then after you do that, you go ahead, you order your appraisal. Could be before, could be during that time if you have time, just in case something comes up in the home and you can walk away from the home. That way you're not spending more money. Then uh, you know, then you start going through the process with the lender, which is uh, asking for you know updated documents that they're relevant to the transaction. In this case, you know, if you are a, uh, you know, going for like permanent residency, they also, and let's say that you haven't received your residency yet, but you're in the process, you know, then they will ask for other extra documents as like, you know, uh, you know, sponsorship letter from your employer to show that you're being legally here in the United States, showing with a visa as well, uh, showing in your passport, then, uh, then through there, you know, they request for more documents, you get your appraisal back. In this case, Felipe will be the one that uh, can look into uh, the inspection and the appraisal, and if it came to, came a value or if there's a different value, there's different ways to uh, you know potentially negotiate into the home scenario. Uh, then you know, and usually typical escrows they can last anywhere you know thirty days. That's what typically the escrows go by. But here in California, faster to try to get a more aggressive offer. We do 21 day closing. Uh, different states will be a little different, uh, which 
you know, as you're getting closer to, you know, you release your contingencies, then, um, then three days before closing, at least you're going to receive what is called the closing disclosure, which you'll be able to uh, show you the different, uh, you know, the, the different amounts of what your monthly payment and fees will look like. Uh, and then, you know, and this is a fast summer. Okay. So keep in mind, there's a lot more details to this. Yes. Uh, but um, once you get that, then, you know, three business days, including Saturdays, potentially, uh, you know, uh, then you should be, you will be able to sign your final docs. As long as the, fi- the docs gets released to escrow. Okay. That works with a closing department on the lender side to, uh, yeah, and then just try to balance all the fees and try to get everything in order for you to be able to, uh, yeah, to close. Okay. So Hugo, thank you for taking us over that process. Um, I know everybody who's bought a house can relate, but when you are buying a house, it feels like you are literally signing your life away because they give you a, a thing of documents like this big and you it's kind of like they've like cleared out a, a few trees, a forest to, to put together all the paperwork for that. We'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show. Ryan and Bong, what was it like when you were living through the escrow period? What was that like? Okay, so I don't really have any idea about escrow until such time I bought the house. And then that's the time that I was able to turn up escrow um, where you have the tax in there, the principal of the house, and uh, uh, the insurance, home insurance. So those are put together. And with that escrow, I was shocked when I have that, when I bought the house, uh, 30 years mortgage, 5.3 interest rate because the, the principal is so, the money, the mortgage, the principal, uh, the money goes to mostly interest rate because 5.3 is so high. And the interest, I mean, the principal is slow. So, yes, that's how it scroll works. And the um, home insurance is increasing as time goes by as well as the time. Yeah, so it, it can be an agony while we're waiting for that that escrow because if you like Bong or Ryan, you've fallen in love with your house, you can't wait to get it. You're sitting, you're not sleeping at night because you are on pins and needles and waiting for that that escrow and closing to come through. Sony's asking, what is the interest rate for a mortgage? My interest rate now is 1.5 because I refinance it. After two years, I was able to make more than 20% of equity because I also add principal because I said, as I told you, I am allergic to debt and loans. Like I, I love that, Ryan. <laughs> not even a dollar because I came from the cash society. So when I came here, I got a good salary. Why would I, you know, I use credit card, but I pay it right away every time it, the balance comes out. So um, right now I was able to refinance and I am now in 15 years and my um, interest rate is 1.5. So from 30 years to 5 with 5.3 interest rate now, 15 years to 1.5. So that is, it's so funny because people, um, the bank 
you know, when you do from 30 years to 15 years, your mortgage will increase. But mine is the other way around. It's the opposite. Decreases the mortgage, which is, according to my bank, Ryan, you're the, so far uh, in our history, the lowest. Next to you is 1.6 1. interest rate. So actually, it should be 2% interest rate, but I also bought the point, point 0.5. I don't know what's the term for that, but I bought 0.5 to make it 1.5 instead of 2. So right now, it's 15 years and low mortgage. So I am really excited because I want to pay this house the soonest possible time in less than 10 years because I really hate, I'm allergic to death loans. I, I love that, Brian. I love that saying. I'm never going to forget you for that. I'm allergic to debt. Um, Hugo and Felipe, can you comment on what Ryan is talking about? Because, you know, another thing that's very confusing for nurses is, or for, not just nurses, for anybody in the U.S., is just how does refinancing work and how does the interest rate change? Um, is it important to pay extra into your mortgage? Can you maybe talk a little bit about that? Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, those are, by the way, Ryan, that's a really good rate. Congratulations on that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the whole process is, you know, if you're putting 5% down, as we talked before, or 3% in some cases, or 3.5% with FHA, you know, you're most likely going to have mortgage insurance. And um, and that mortgage insurance can range anywhere from like 100 bucks to like $600 a month. You know what I mean? And the mortgage insurance doesn't quite go to anything other than just being insured for the lender in case you go into default. And um, and then what happens is with this market, the homes have appraising value. People have also built equity. And like Ryan, that he also has paid down his mortgage more aggressively to try to build down the equity. So there's a sweet spot there that you could potentially get rid of the mortgage insurance. And with the rates being as low as they've been, people have been looking for the advantage to try to get into a lower rate. Now, something that Ryan touched base is he bought points to try to get a lower rate. So there's different types of programs. There are what they call adjustable rate mortgages that they have like some timeline, five, five years, seven years, 10 years, and so on, that after that initial part of time, they get to adjust, or you can get like a 30-year fix or a 15-year fix, which means that your payment will never change it will be exactly the same throughout the lifetime of your loan. And something that people really do is try to refinance and try to get rid of the mortgage insurance and reduce their monthly payments. So right in this case, the base rate was 2% for a 15-year fix. He went ahead and bought half a point to try to get to 1.5%, which is pretty smart if you're, if you're staying in this home for the next you know, 10 to 15 years. You're not planning on doing anything else. So a lot of people, they just want to feel more comfortable about that. And he was able to reduce his mortgage payment from 5.3 to 1.5, which is wow. a big difference. So, so yeah, so that, that being said, that that's, you know, a lot of people look to the refinance for that reason or other people, they decide to do upgrades on their homes. So they get either a home equity line of credit or with their credit cards or a line of credit they decide to build on their home. They start remodeling and doing all these different things. So now the home goes up in value as well, because now there's all these, you know, a new kitchen or a new addition to the home. So immediately they have all this money that's tied up to the home. So what they do is they refinance. They pull the cash out from the home. They increase their loan amount a little higher, but, you know, to be 50, 60, $100,000 more. But what happens is now they have an interest rate as, 
what Ryan said. I mean, 1.5 is pretty aggressively low, but I'll say like, you know, anywhere from like two to 3% uh, or two to 4%, you know, depending on credit and so on. But that's better than having a credit card, you know, $50,000 on a credit card at 16 to 20% interest rate, which is variable. And it doesn't really serve a purpose other than it's, it's debt. Where even the interest that you pay on your home is tax deductible. So that also, in a way, is helping you based on depend of your tax bracket. It can also help you to get more money at the end of the year back when you get your taxes. So that also helps to save money in the long run, in the long term. So a lot of people look to refinance to, you know, to satisfy those scenarios and get in a better financial scenario. Good. That's great. Uh, thank you for clarifying all of that, Hugo. And I wanted to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, to Hugo and Felipe for your expertise. Thank you for sharing your information and your guidance and your advice to um, any nurse who is now thinking of uh, owning a house, buying a house, or if you have already bought a house and looking to, um, to refinance that house. And to Ryan and Bong for sharing your experiences. It has been so inspiring and so encouraging, I know, for so many nurses. I'd like to finish off with Bong and Ryan, if you can maybe just like for two seconds, just share with us what that feeling was like when you slept in your own home for the first time, the first night that you and your family slept in your own home. Um, Ryan or, or Bong, do you want to go first? Yes. Go uh, ahead, well, yeah. Well, we were over the moon at that time when we <laughs> we moved in, even on the on the uh, like. Um, because there, there's something like a process that they're going to show us the property before we even close it. So I feel like I don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, come out of the house already. <laughs> so, yeah, it, we are over the moon at that time. And then uh, we just, you know, thank the Lord that, uh, you know, guide us over this process. And it was a long process, but it was worth it. And now we are the owner of a... Um, uh, a five-bedroom house, three-car garage, up and down. Our community pool is just across the, the street of our house, just literally in front of our house. And on the other side of our house is the, the schools of our kids. It's just, you know, five houses away. And we, we got the prime lot because we are one of the first owners of the, the properties here in the new community. So we, 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 we got a prime lot as well. So it's, it's just more than what we asked for, actually more than what we have ticked into those boxes that we 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 were looking for so we are very thankful and we were we were so just amazed and uh, oh and you know everything just very thankful at everything that we had wow that is so i can literally get tears in my eyes Mom, when you're speaking because you know as felipe said you want to do that needs analysis before you, you you go and find a house and here you find yourself in a situation where you actually got more than you were even dreaming of um so for any nurse that is sitting you know overseas in the philippines or anywhere in the world and thinking that this can never happen to you it, it's happened to bong and his family and and, um, you know, just uh, so grateful that you were able to live the American dream um, like you have. Ryan, what about you? Final words. Uh, our experience is that when we saw this house, we really fall, we fall in love right away. And like, we don't want to 
um, um, we want to take this house. And then it's just the tip of the iceberg because after we move here, you know, we feel goosebumps because we love the kitchen, we love the bedroom and everything. It's five bedroom, two car garage, and it's in a good neighborhood. We're close to fire department, uh, to school and restaurants, and we're like in front of the hospital. So it's also more than what we're asking for. And we're also beside a, a beautiful park. And right now, aside from those, um, whenever I check my more, you know, the mortgage and you know the equity of my house, because I already paid almost half of the principal of the house. Wow. Like, a matter of three years, because I am so aggressive of paying this house. So I can see that. You know, my assets is really getting high more than anything else, more than this is the best business. So I am planning actually to buy another house, you know. Wow, Ryan, look at you. What a success story. Love, I love, but I, I feel like I am getting into real estate um, property because I just couldn't believe that in just a matter of three years, my asset gets so high. So, and it, it's easy peasy. I, I don't have... <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> the the property, I mean, the value of this so high. So, oh my goodness, real property is really the best business. Well, well, that is the perfect uh, place to end off today's show. Everything that you need to know about buying a house. Um, I want to thank the panel. Thank Hugo, Philippe. Felipe, for your expertise, Bong and Ryan for sharing your story. This has been so inspirational and so informative. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and hit the follow button on your podcast player and leave us a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work here in the USA. We offer direct hire meaning you will be sponsored and hired directly by American healthcare facilities. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for more incredible conversations.